Geek Shock. Geek Shock. And I managed to snag a religion, so the Aztecs are, uh, what are they, Taoists. Oh, mine are almost always Zoroastrians. <laughs> My favorite were the Jewish Romans. <laughs> that worked oh, out. Oh, I've done Islamic Americans. Oh, okay. <laughs> By the way, Rome does suck, and Fuck Nebuchadnezzar. He just just <laughs> whooping my ass up and uh, down the Baltic Sea. Okay. I, I, okay. I rage quit That's the game. a sticker. <laughs> Fuck Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> in case you're just tuning in, people, they just got back from their first time traveling. Boy, did it suck. <laughs> Some people you don't give a TARDIS to. <laughs> Stephen Barry's not excellent adventure. No. Although I would pay to watch that movie. They call, they call that Stephen Barry's bogus journey. Bogus journey. <laughs> yeah. Station. Station. Oh, I loved in the new Bill and Ted movie that they referenced that just once. They, someone said, oh, yeah. station, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. They let that go. <laughs> that really was a brilliant sequel. It I, was... uh, wow. It sounds like someone disagrees with you. I, Boy, I have mixed feelings about that sequel. Well, it's, it's, it's a mature sequel, and it definitely plays into that whole you know they're older now but not necessarily wiser uh trying to figure things out you know midlife crisis crap i mean it, it all makes sense the, because the, the problem barry is that they filmed it like a drama when you hire Janusz Kaminski yeah. You know, it's, yeah it's, it's going to be drama you get what you get you get the Kaminski yeah. method <laughs> you get the Kaminsky, which by the way is yeah. amazing I know yeah. everybody keeps telling me that I, I gotta I gotta, I gotta watch it oh. I know I'm sorry it's, I'm finally catching up with dude, the third season I'm, oh, I feel, I just, oh my god Devin I powered right through it was great yeah. I'm behind on so much stuff Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 716. I am Master Dorgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fuck Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> With Professor Biggs. We're here to talk week and geek. Also Vlark. And Vlark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, also, fuck Vlark. That's exactly what ah. <laughs> is out today. She had a dentist, dentist thing. Oh, that's a boo. The boo. To, to all, for all the reasons. Yeah. I mean, it's a good reason, but not the good reason. Dental plan. <laughs> Lisa needs braces. <laughs> Dental plan. Dental plan. Do, uh, do dental plans even exist Isn't anymore? It? Yes, I have one. Oh well, yeah. it's wow. shitty. Fancy boy. Yeah. For, for all the good that Culinary Health Fund has, the dental plan is shitty. They are all shitty. Yeah. Unless you go to the Culinary Health Center, which it's apparently now really good. I'm, in fact, I'm I'm this close to dropping my current dentist because mm. they keep trying to do these little ticky tack add on things and sneak it in there, and then they hand you the thing Western. with the bill. Fucking dental. And I'm root up my mouth. Aw, oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm missing a good 25% of my left jaw. Really? What? Yeah. That's, that's a big screw up. Yeah. But they just lose it? <laughs> I think a someone's long, about to lose it. Long you, uh, story. You, you made some. You did some vague posting about bone uh, mm. transplants, oh, uh, uh, grafts, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's. That's what it's going to take to fix it. Okay. Oh god, I, yeah. that's awful. Damn. Yeah. This country is fucked up. Yeah. Ugh. With and the what's fact really that they don't have universal dental health care, and we need it more than anyone because our food is so sugary. And they've tied tooth health 
to overall body health. Yes. It's yep. like directly yeah. related to heart health and Alzheimer's and shit like that, it, too. Yeah. It almost killed my grandfather. He had a tooth that was rotting below the gum line, mm-hmm. but they couldn't tell. And it got to the point that it was so toxic, he was almost... Uh, uh, what's the term? Uh, Dead? Septic? Septic, thank yeah. you. Yeah. He was like almost septic this when we took him to the hospital. This episode makes floss. <laughs> yeah. Like dude, right now, I feel like Dude, you should floss. totally be flossing at well, least <laughs> twice a day. Well, okay. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I know. Yeah, listen, okay. I know, I know. Listeners, so, if I can, can describe Jeff's face, he so <laughs> meant that. Wow. <laughs> so part of this little uh, John nightmare was I had a crown that the little post got infected. Oh. And they made this, they made the case that the infection had spread through most of the jaw, so they had to scrape the jaw out, and then they were going to refill it with the stuff that they used to rebuild the jawline. Silly putty. <laughs> Who knows? Well, depends on your insurance. Yeah. And, uh, and they wouldn't put me out. Oh, right? no. Uh, they just, and so, yeah. So I'm sitting there with my mouth open, and... I swear to God, it felt like the guy had his knee on my chest. And, of course, I'm not feeling anything, but I'm hearing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Or the worst is when you don't feel the pain, but you can feel the movement and the the pressure. I'm going to one-up you on this one. I have this shittiest dentist on earth in Houston, who I never went to after this, and I had to get, like, a a root canal and, like, carve it all out, put the crown on, the whole business. Um... Some fucking reason with my body, anesthesia in the in the mouth with the the, the numbing shit just doesn't take. Right, me too. And she injected me so many times, yeah. and she started arguing with me like, "You can't feel it." I'm like, "Bitch, I can feel it." Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually, I was there like an hour longer than I wanted to be. I had to go back to work. And so she's starting like, to wear understand. off as well. Yeah, I'm like, "You gotta keep more, more." And she's like, "No, I can't." Wait, like, all right, fine. Just do it. I need to get the hell out of here. So I just gripped onto the things. I just I powered through, and it hurt like fuck until, like, I wanted to. I was screaming inside my head, you know, until she hit the one nerve. She finally dug it out, and I was like, ah, ah, ah. I think. Okay, carry on. There is. There is, or at least there was, twenty-five years ago. There is. Um, uh, dental service company office here in Vegas that was fantastic. Yeah. That was, I mean, they were great. And it was as little pain as I've ever felt in a dentist's office. They And they were funny and they, you know, they laughed. They laughed when I laughed. Apparently, people have all kinds of reactions to anesthesia. And mine is to start laughing. What? (laughs) I am shocked. Laughing gas. Yeah. Steve, I need to introduce you to ketamine. Yeah, really. Oh, I bet. Can you imagine Steve on Special K? We got it. We got that. That's got to be a tear what? episode. I swear to God, I wish somebody else was with me when you were on, on Special K there, uh, uh, Todd, because, wow, you were so out of it. Well, well we're going to get back on topic. Or we're going to rename the show Geek Decay. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to explain to Kirsten what color temperature. So, you know. <laughs> what, what? I'm sorry? What? You, color te- it, it's, a, it's a Shock Monkey's lair thing. I, I posted a, a picture because you know how the, the warm color temperatures yes. are actually 
cooler in temperature than the cooler like so the warm orangey yeah, it's yeah. about color yeah. right and the, then then the blue is you know like Daylight. tens of thousands of yeah. so and it just i understand the science behind it but it just hurts my head <laughs> no yeah I, I understand and 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 i just posted that and of course i've got the requisite pat spurl and jeff Gunter, hey, the uh, only reason I chimed in is because Steve tagged me. <laughs> no, no, no. The, to o- my the only reason you came in is because someone said something that needed explaining, and you were there. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> in fact, yeah. I think I said I could simplify it for you, Kirsten. But if, if that, if you actually cared, actually, yeah. And it was, it's like, hey, I, kids, you too could be part of these riveting fucking conversations yeah. I, by joining the Kofi at kofi.com/geekshock. <laughs> Yeah, I I understand it. I just it just it hurts my head because, you know, you're used to blue or or white being a cool light, and and the orangey light being the warm. Kirsten and, doesn't know anything about being cool, so. or about being warm. No, yeah. I'm dead inside. <laughs> We've had this conversation. Yeah, we understand. All right, we got some special things to do up front. Uh, before yes. we do that, though, let's take care of some Kofi goodies. It's time to give away another mini. Yeah, uh, give away Kofi. Give it away. This was take, take a little extra time. It's a bigger mini than usual. It's about three times the size of a normal mini. It's a Ooh. it's this massive ogre looking thing. Would it be a large ogre? Two by two or huge? Nerds on the grid. I'm sorry? Do you not ever play D&D? God damn it. Are you talking like three inches? Is that what the... No, on a grid... Yes, a medium, one inch grid. A, me, a one inch grid, a medium creature is... Uh, it's probably about 75 one... millimeter. That doesn't Okay, that's three. That's the like actual... That. That's, no, that's, no. that's how war gamers describe their minis. What yeah. do you want from me? D&D minis are oh, 25 like millimeter. Okay. It's about like that big on an audio show. So, yeah. So it's, yeah. A, it's, it's about a, like this. It's about Look, like what that. What camera am I on? Like that or like this? It's probably like huge. Like that? Barry, it's probably huge. Probably huge. Okay. Huge. It's hey, like, dumbass, it's like you're Trump. on the radio, not television <laughs> moment. Sponsored by Mad Martron. Remember, kids, we can't see shit, so make a goddamn noise and speak it to the mic. So oh, it's a oh, big mini. Oh no! Keep that handy. Well, person, <laughs> you need to define whether it's like normal person huge or if it's like Trump huge. Oh no, he doesn't. No, absolutely <laughs> does not. At least he didn't say Jeff Gunter huge. The game I believe is called God Tier. It's a uh, one of the skirmish mini games that are out there that uh, was popular for a while and just kind of waned. It's still up and running though. War Machine. That's one of those things where you control like an army of five people, that kind of thing. Like War Machine. Uh, but the mini was really cool, and I'm like, hey, let's get it. No, much smaller than the War Machine. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, War Machine's larger armor than this one. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So it's time to give that away to a tier three member or higher. Let's do it. Oh, so, it's right. so it's a huge one? Huge. Huge. So, so we're huge. hoping uh, one of our Australian listeners come up? Is that what you're saying? Because international... Shipping. I think all of our Australian listeners that are in that tier higher have already received a mini. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I think that's all. Woo! <laughs> Jeff, can we get some theme music, please? See? Oh, it's Jared Conkle! Jared Conkle! Yay! 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 What? 
So writer of awesome books, J.R. Conkle, you win the mini this month. I will get in touch with you and uh, figure out your address so we can get it shipped your way. Mini winner! But since we got the spinner out, let's go ahead and give away a random thing to a tier two or higher. A random thing that will be subject to the show. Yeah, yes. Tied, we'll, we'll, we'll base it on something in this show so far teeth, teeth related. <laughs> All right. There you, go. <laughs> you get a trip to the dentist without anesthesia. Get a little chattering teeth. <laughs> 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 What you got? Man Martron! Man Martron! Man Martron! Don't know what's going to be yet, but stay tuned. You'll have clues. You'll be as surprised as we are. Now that those goodness is out of the way, and of course, if you want to get in on all that, go to ko-fi.com slash geekshock and learn more about our tears and speaking of tears what is this bottle before me well sir let me tell you okay so uh for those of you who listened to the aftershock episode from last uh from the last week if you haven't then go listen right now if you can't listen yeah we'll wait because you need to join the kofi you get some good stuff it's cheap people anyway i've Speaking got cheap. a uh i mentioned last week that i used to do some work for this company called ethan ash and they have this thing called the alchemista it's an infusion bottle it's a bottle that unscrews from the top and the bottom uh the top is just like a little look of cork but the top but the whole glass thing comes off and then you you put an uh, an infusion (laughs) vessel inside that you can infuse whiskey or gin or vodka with uh, with anything you want, with spices, cinnamon. I, I just have to ask Spice. this question. Jeff, did you pick something off of his shirt just then, or did you just reset him when you did I that? was pointing at his microphone because he was drifting away from it as he was as he was getting into Jeff his description. Jeff was grooming me like a monkey. Yeah, that's what I saw. <laughs> so we took shitty, awful Evan Williams whiskey. Oh, that's some rock gut right This is there. the stuff that our Aftershock members have... To introduce what's been happening, uh, Steve has been trying to recreate Fireball in the home. <laughs> yes, using wh- the worst whiskey possible. And, and the and worst stuff possible. Gum, gumballs <laughs> with cinnamon in them. Yeah. And, oh, the the yeah. methods and, were interesting. And, yeah. and Evan Williams cinnamon. is, think, generic Jack Daniels. Plastic bottle <laughs> rock gut. It's think terrible. As, as, my, as my alcohol buddy Vernon used to say, Kirsten, they call it bottom shelf for a reason, because Evan Williams is on the bottom shelf. Oh, so sure what is. we did was we infused this with cinnamon sticks and a special blend of spices, a little vanilla, star anise, clove, all that. Um, and it's been sitting on my shelf for about a week. Now, your goal was to make not just Fireball, but like a better version of it, right? Yes. Okay, with I got gotcha. shit whiskey. And we're going to see if this works. So All right. I'm pour us Ding, dee, 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 a little bit here. Shot, 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 shot. So this is shot, shot, shot. Kevin Jurgens' spiced whiskey. <laughs> this is, is Dr. Dr. Cinnamon shit mix. This is Dr. <laughs> Vlarg's. <laughs> don't shoot it. We don't no. shoot. We're not children. 
<laughs> yeah. You got to come up with a name for it, like Doctor Vlarg's. I just uh, did. Yeah, I just did. Stephen Barry's shit mix. Yeah, cinnamon shit mix. Uh, I, I don't. I, don't think, I wanted yeah. something a little more old timey sounding. Oh. Like, oh, I don't know. That sounds pretty old timey. Doctor Vlarg's uh, medicinal elixir or something like oh. that. <laughs> I just want to thank you, first of all, for giving me the Spider Man shot glass. I feel very honored. And I guess what? You get to drink with us, folks, because he gave me a Star Trek: The Experience shot glass. Oh, <laughs> So, so first, a, a whiff of the... A whiff. Uh, the, now, as fireball connoisseurs, tell me what the difference is. It, it doesn't smell too bad. Yeah, it doesn't smell too bad. It doesn't smell like fireball. Fireball... Burns reason, your nose. Yeah, well, the reason... Uh, the reason me, <laughs> me and uh, 18-year-old party girls go for the, for the fireball... <laughs> Is, I don't want to hear uh, that sentence ever again. Something. On advice of counsel. <laughs> hey, they're late. That's why I said 18. Um, <laughs> At least they are now. <laughs> no, sir, I don't like it. Oh, this... <laughs> Freshly cleaned gaming table is taking a beating right now, folks. Finish your story so we can drink this. Um, what, that was my story. I don't oh. think it was a good one. <laughs> Fireball is alcoholic candy, and, yeah. it, and it smells like that right out of the. It smells like oh, cinnamon with oh my, oh, I'm, I'm tearing up a little bit. That's. And that's I that okay. Was a, that now, was a weird description. There's also like a shot and a half of uh, um, simple syrup in here. Okay. Not okay. like a two to one, like a one to one. Like I like it um, to properly sweeten it to that. Because Fireball does yeah. have a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not gonna pour. Oh, look at that! You're wearing a Fireball T-shirt. I just realized that. That's K is sporting. He was the prepared. Fireball. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. Which camera am I on? He came prepared. I don't know what the proof of Evan Williams is to compare it to Fireball. I think it's eighty. I think it's uh, 190. Fireball is cinnamon. It's 66 proof, so it's 33% alcohol. It's not a lot of alcohol. No. Man. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's, how much did you have to drink that night? <laughs> that was a big bottle. Sure that was, was the big bottle. And I was faced. I was, uh, I hadn't. <sighs> so it's not like, it's like a higher proof fireball, but it's a better proof fireball. It's a better tasting fireball, I bet. I'm well, well, we're about to Maybe. find out. <laughs> Maybe. So here okay, we go. here we go. Prost. The, smell, the mm -hmm. smell is not bad. The Evan Williams smells like All something right, garbage. Get in your so tongue, toxic waste around, Get some, you know, really get the flavor here. That is drinkable. That isn't awful. Yeah, like Evan Williams is awful. My mouth Very. would not. Don't get me wrong. It's not spectacular no but you fixed some elvin williams right there i could use this like in a hot toddy with like honey and lemon. yes yeah, 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 eggnog. yeah we could put this in eggnog and you know what it's sweet but not too sweet yeah it's not sh sh syrupy sweet too this sweet. that's this, because it, i use the one to one not the two to one syrup. <laughs> this is this is what Ooh, if tennessee fire was made by a lesser company <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a perfect description that, of this man. That yeah, because like Barry. <laughs> because the Tennessee Fire is also less sweet than the than Fireball. But it's it's not unpleasant. No, Large. this actually is is a lesser Jim Beam. Uh, would, uh, would I drink it again? No, but um, <laughs> well, you better because I got like. Six hundred milliliters of it in here, but it's not a, as offensive as the last attempt at doing this. <laughs> oh no, that was, that <laughs> or, was any, or any of the attempts. 
the powdery, gritty version we had. So, so the the cinnamon shit mix is a uh, is a thumbs up. I still yeah. think cinnamon sticks as straws would improve things. Uh, oh, it didn't last time. No, you can't have the cinnamon because it'll break off and all that. Uh, I I cannot help but endorse this product, this Alchemista, because the filter is so fine. You're not getting. Cinnamon particle. You're not getting thick cinnamon gritty particles in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, it's this like episode it's sponsored by. Not sponsored by. I had this thing for years. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like seventy five bucks online. Go get one. There you go. And it is the perfect accompaniment for what I brought for what's going in my mouth. Oh, part no. two. Oh no. I bring to you part that. <clears throat> Oh. Dr. Pepper cotton candy. Yes. Oh, uh, yummy. Wow, that goes now, perfect with this. I hate Dr. Pepper. I have, I've had other Dr. Pepper things that are flavored. Uh, there's a Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce that I had not long ago that was actually not too okay, bad. Okay, that I can see. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. But what is the flavor of Dr. Pepper? It's not one flavor. It's, it's 23 flavors. That's right. Oh, so it's like a fancy herbal thing. No, somebody just threw a whole bunch of shit in a pot oh, and said, oh, yeah, somebody, let's go with that. Oh, wait, I, I to smell this. It smell, I, I, I'm not detecting any kind of scent coming off of it right now. <laughs> oh, oh, describe what you're experiencing, Kay. No, it's Kay. not. It's not how it smells. It, looking at the package, it's, it, it's yes. like. <laughs> oh, no. What? Use yeah. your words. Uh, you guys don't want me to use my words. <laughs> it looks like the, you know. No, I don't. Tell it, me. It the, looks like the tampon like... container in a woman's restroom. <laughs> <laughs> this Wait is a used minute. one. This is gross. Wait a minute. Thank you. This is why my, you're the writer amongst us. My uh, <laughs> my first job was as a nozzle jockey at a gas station. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What does that mean? <laughs> nozzle jockey. It has almost no smell. That's what's weird. That you weren't hired by the gas station, were you? You just kind of show, showed See? up at the gas station as a See nozzle See what I'm jockey. saying, Steve? That, that's like a weird-looking volunteer yeah. nozzle that's, jockey. That doesn't look like cotton candy. It looks like like a loaf of something. <laughs> yeah. Something. It's a Somebody had a heavy show oh, day. It smells like... <laughs> What's it smell like? <laughs> the tampon container. Oh. <laughs> God. All right. Try some. Put it so, in your mouth. Okay, so, so it's the Dr. Pepper loaf. <laughs> I love lard. Try some. Put it in your mouth. That's the name of the, of the bit. All right. It's making its rounds. Oh, okay, uh, there's the Dr. Pepper. Oh, you already went yeah, into it. You didn't wait for weird. the rest of us, huh? Uh, I literally... Barry told him. All I literally right. detect no scent from this. I, this I, is really weird. I do love the big chunk that Jeff grabbed, yeah. though. That's, that's three times what any of the rest of us got. All right, let's uh, try it out. Okay, yeah, I can taste it a little bit. Taste you have to wait like a cotton. while, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, at first, it's cotton candy. The texture yeah. Yeah. is... Yeah. It, it, all I think in my brain is cotton candy because of the texture. But then you get that flavor. Yeah. But it comes... But it's real subtle. Yeah. Even like, at yeah. the end, it's subtle. Did you yeah, ever have Dr. Very Pepper subtle. gum? No. Yes, I've had Dr. Pepper and gum. And it tastes... Kind of like that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You get that yeah. little burst little of bit. flavor. Yeah, but at the you end. The flavor. Just, just a hint that. Gum. that yeah. It's more MSG. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just a hint of flavor and it mellows really fast. Yeah, right up front. It's just cotton candy. Standard, yeah. Yeah. classic, blue, pink slash cotton candy. But it's a strong Dr. Pepper flavor at the end, not that pink bubble gum. Gross no, no. I, see, I, I, I think the opposite. I think it's a very subtle Dr. Pepper flavor really? at the very end. 
it is a, maybe, a very unfortunate color. Maybe I don't eat as many <laughs> sweets as the rest of you people or something, but I get really strong well, sugary flavor. If well, they had made it Dr. Yeah. Pepper's actual color. It'd it's be cotton candy. It's all sugar. So. <laughs> no, no, I don't eat cotton candies. <laughs> all right, here it is. A, a twofer of what's going to my mouth. A, a decent cinnamon whiskey and a regular bag of cotton candy, apparently. Mm. Cinnamon with vanilla and stars. All right, Mr. Clothes. Fancy Pants. A little, 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 little pink, two pinkies up in the air there. So what did you do this week? Uh, Vlarek, let's start with you. Well, I did bring this thing that I thought we could have some uh, fun oh, with. Oh, what you got? Oh, I got a bag of shit. <laughs> <laughs> why would you bring a bag of shit to the know. show? I don't know. Why would someone I'm, send me your bag of random shit? Oh, I'm, I'm hoping oh, is this the bag of stuff I sent you? Yes. I'm hoping it's not a literal bag of shit. Dogs <laughs> pooping in beautiful places. A 2024 calendar. That this seems, I'm actually going to put up in my in my office. See, that's that's beautiful right there. That is love. <laughs> this horrendously <laughs> ugly mask that will scare the children. Oh. See, I, I send you useful items. Is that, the, is that the It's it's the bird Momo? F- yeah, it's Momo. It's a mask of Momo. What's Momo? You are you think you are dialed into the internet and you're telling me what is Momo? What are you Oh, it's a blow up banana. Mo- Je- Momo is no, a Momo. That's what Jeff's doing. Terrifying bird creature <laughs> that ended up turning into a creepy pasta of a sort. Uh, but it was an art installation. Mm. And uh it took the internet by storm for a while. Yeah, and uh, parents all over the world were concerned that their children were being uh, possessed by Momo. Yes, that sound oh. you hear—that little, that's that whispering sound. That's that's Jeff blowing up an inflatable banana. That's Jeff blowing a banana, folks. And then we have something for the back of Todd's car. This is a, you know, the the mud flap girl, or this yeah, is yeah. a mud flap fat trucker guy. <laughs> I I believe in equal representation. Here's a a, a picture of a cat. I don't know what even this is. What even is that? It's a picture of a cat throwing up. It's it's a very specific <laughs> yeah. thing. You're supposed to put it the, on your the car. Bar, the barcode is covering the vomit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. The inflatable banana has places where you can hang it. It has attachments <laughs> so that you can hang it. Yes, I don't buy cheap shit. This is well thought out things. Well thought out. I got, I got yes. lizard tongue. Be quick. Well to thought lick. out. It's a... It's a game, and I'm gonna play this game. I just realized I didn't know that was even in there. See, I, I, I this everything I chose for you specifically. That's a cat throwing that looks like a bat. <laughs> it's a bat shit cat shit. Yeah, it's an internet meme. It's an internet meme. I've seen this mask somewhere before. Yeah, like it's internet. like in some kind of anime. Jeff, or something. did you miss that whole discussion? Yes, he did. He was blowing a banana. <laughs> this you put over your door. It's Jesus with a. I saw that over the top of it. And it's like wood or something. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. What camera? Wait, what camera are we on? That's there. the perfect uh, Barry gift right there. Yeah, you put that in the bathroom. That makes sense. Yeah. Is this like a silly straw? This looks like a silly straw. No. If it came from China, I would not use. Use it. <laughs> First of all, Jeff, how dare you? Yeah. And Barry, that is not just a silly straw. That is silly straw glasses. I told you, I give you good things. Oh my God. All right. Well, I'm going to put those on later and drink out of my silly straw glasses. Drink this cinnamon whiskey. You should put that straw directly into that bottle of whiskey. Yeah, no. All right. What the hell is this? This is a tree. Yeah, it's a tree that you squeeze. You got to squeeze the tree. <laughs> I like I, Todd. Yes. I love and respect you. For not having to pause oh. to remember any of this. 
you like instantly. I no. spent a lot of time and a lot, a lot of, money of money doing this. <laughs> All right, get the camera ready because here's a good one. Here's a pair of glasses. All right, this I guess we'll go on the uh, shock monkeys layer with this. It's two. It's two hands as glasses. Yes, um, with <laughs> with painted nails, uh, male or female, could be either. Turn this way, Barry. Or other. Absolutely. Hey, that's uh, that's Deb's new glasses because she does that when she watches horror films. Oh, oh perfect. Yeah. They're horror film watching glasses. Yes. It, okay. it saves you from the scary parts. Okay. There's a pair of what look like socks What the in fuck here. is this? What is that? Describe it. Okay. It's like a pig without a snout. <laughs> and it is, it's like made out of ceramic. A weird bullfrog? No, it's a kind of frog that tends to scream a lot. And it's very adorable. It's a it's a ceramic screaming frog <laughs> yeah. in brown and black. Barry, I have just one thing for you here. You got here are a pair I have of weird, dusty shit on my hands now. <laughs> chicken socks. Oh, that's the anthrax. <clears throat> oh, good. Long chicken socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need those. It's winter. Oh, my God. Yeah, those are socks that make his feet look like chicken legs. Oh, my God. <laughs> this goes on and on. What the fuck even is this? What is this? I, I, I got to see their earrings. Maybe. Oh, no, they're toilet paper. Oh, that's right. Toilet paper earrings. Would, would your wife wear these? Uh, no, because they're got them Deb for you. certainly Christ. wouldn't. Barry would. I only have one ear pierced. Is this a, just a walking pigeon? It's a wind-up walking pigeon. What the fuck am I going to do with a walking wind-up pigeon? What, what are you uh, do? Yeah. <laughs> Does not Billy Barty Bobby Brown baby buggy bumpers uh, like uh, chasing after birds? No. Well, okay, this looks like a poster. <laughs> I don't even sort. know what that sentence means. <laughs> me I think he was trying the to cat. say Bartimaeus. This is a poster. Yeah, you know, Billy Barty Bobby Brown. It's a poster baby of Lloyd. Not Lloyd. I think. It's <laughs> no, it's not a poster. It's it's canvas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ca you were supposed to frame this. It's a canvas print. Oh, I can't wait to not frame oh. this. Oh. Oh. Of Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber taking a shit. <laughs> Shitting, uh, having the, the shit on Hold that on toilet it. that doesn't work. Yeah. Quality. Quality, quality. This is the that worst. Is, that is a Norman Rockwell-esque <laughs> yes, work of art. Thing. It really is. See? Although, it, I, now that I'm feeling the texture of the canvas, it's more like a plastic <laughs> canvas. <laughs> it's supposed to weather the weather. And it's but supposed it, to weather but something. It, it does look like a nice painting, though, from, oh. from a distance. P-E-Z travel urinal. Yeah. That's for women. <laughs> when you don't want to sit on an unsanitary public toilet, you can just... What the fuck? Yeah, try and get them to use that. You know what it is, Barry? It's for bottles. It's so you don't have to stop, you dumb fuck. Yeah, you yeah. dumb fuck. You idiot. We can stop. It's okay. <laughs> I like what Jeff is going with it. No, this is what people working at Amazon have to use. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, okay, I don't understand what this is. What's the? What, what is this? She jiggles. <laughs> it's a. It's a little anime thing. <laughs> oh, it sticks to the bottom, so you can stick it on your dash, and it looks yeah. like she's got like an omelet on her head. <laughs> oh, it's got jiggly boobs. Ah, jiggly boobs. There you go. Wow, can't it's, wait to it's find it's a place it's for your dashboard, Barry. It's, it's for, for your car dashboard. It's for your car. That's dashboard. just in time for your family visit. Okay, and this is a watermelon yes. keychain. Yeah, a I'm watermelon, watermelon Rick. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Look, Morty, I'm a leg, Morty. This is a this is a hamburger of some sort. Yes. What? What is it? It's a hamburger it's of some sort. It's a bunch sort. of fucking plastic. <laughs> is what it is. It's a toxic pet toy. <laughs> Yeah, don't give that to a pet. Oh, it smells weird. Yeah. Smell oh, that. the shit's falling off it. Oh, my God. It's it's a plastic hamburger. 
with a plastic hamburger? What aren't you going to do with a plastic hamburger? It's a, it's a, your ass Barry, it's, it's a refrigerator magnet. That's a magnet? Yeah, come yes. on. On the back side, there's a magnet. You could probably put, you a put it on your refrigerator. There. What the hell kind of hamburger is that? That's not a hamburger. It is not a hamburger. <laughs> that is a... It's 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 Some Japanese fucking it's sandwich. A, it's, a, <laughs> it's a brioche uh, Triscuit sandwich looking thing. With it is it is a well made prosciutto sauce. sandwich. Yeah, don't you mean don't you mean Steve? I love how the brioche Triscuitu. Yeah. I love how the fake sesame seeds are already falling yeah. off of the thing. Very realistic. Okay, this is great. This is it looks like a banana with. Goose feet and a instead like the banana's peeled and the head is like a goose. It's a, yeah. Oh, it's a banana duck. It's banana art. It's a banana duck. Yeah. What the fuck am I gonna do with this thing? What aren't you gonna do Put with it that on thing? A shelf. <laughs> Put it in your tiki. Oh, there's more. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. These are these are earrings, but they're like a winking eye. Yeah. Oh, plastic. Yeah. Wing that is awesome. It's a Twilight Zone earring. Yeah. Yes. You're one. Am I stepping into the Twilight Zone? All right. And I think I got one thing left in here. What in the ass is this? <laughs> Literally. Literally. It looks like oh, an ass. Oh, it's a poop. Oh, a butt. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. So this is supposed to attach to something. Sure. What? I don't it, know. It, it, it's well. It clips onto something. Yeah. Maybe your rear view mirror. I don't know. Well, what does this do? Why is this poop open? Is oh, in here. That's where you hide your. Uh, uh, you can hide your weed. Hide in there. your weed. No cops gonna go near that. <laughs> that's it. See, never tell me that <laughs> I don't care. These are all. Fantastic. I put a lot of thought into this. It's an air freshener. You put some kind of a scent thing in there and you hang it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what it is. For I'm telling you, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm drinking more of this whiskey. Fireball episode. Am I wrong? Look at it. It's definitely an air freshener. That's what that little hole in the bottom is for. Yeah. Okay. And, and, this... and Barry, stop taking so long on your turn away you did this week. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I do have a related story to this, to this uh, Timu oh, okay. thing. About four weeks ago. About four weeks table. ago. It came up. I may have even talked about it a little bit on the show. They, one of the fabulous little Facebook ads came up, ostensibly from Overstock. Oh, oh, that guy. Uh. Talking about how they were going to close out some of their low-selling brands and of course, the brand that caught my attention was all the McFarland toys. Mm. So I clicked on it, thinking once again it was from Overstock, because it said Overstock. It lies. Uh, and oh boy, some great deals! So I loaded up my cart, got up my fabulous credit card, fifty dollars worth of fifty dollar price for probably a hundred or two hundred dollars worth of merch. Sounds like a good deal. Yeah. Worth. Hasn't gotten here yet. <laughs> how long, From how China. Long, how long ago was this? China. About four weeks. Uh, oh, no, yeah. Knowing Timu, that could be a thing, though. Um, it's going to be a while. No. Apparently, it was delivered. Oh. As of yesterday. It it wasn't. Aha. <laughs> Scamarino. So, yeah. Now, thankfully, I did pay for it with a credit card. Okay, so and yeah. get your satisfaction. Yeah, I'm so. currently assembling these silly glasses. Oh, the, yeah, they're 
Well, while to. while he's being silly, Jeff, what'd you do this week? <laughs> well, I did get a chance to do some stuff. Thank um, goodness. I got to go see the Disney movie Wish. Finally, um, I had a five dollar movie ticket, so I decided to take advantage of that. Wish. Yes, uh, that is their big one hundred years celebration movie it's the mix of all the different animation styles um i actually really liked it actually uh yeah it's a well i mean it's been getting a lot of negative reviews online but you know i try to ignore a lot of those because frankly a lot of them are undeserved uh perfect example is the uh you know going back to captain marvel or excuse me the marvels uh one of the biggest open november openings (laughs) in a long time but it's a quote-unquote failure (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, you know, it's all how the media frames it, but I digress. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a little jarring at first because you, you, you're mixing all these different animation styles together and you can clearly see how you've got the separation between the, the hand-drawn animation, the uh, digital 3D, and then the digitally inked <laughs> so, you know, it does kind of stand out at first, but then tends to blend together as the movie goes along. Um, great voice cast. Of course, Alan Tudyk always stands out when he's in a film. So, you know, he's worth the price of admission alone. He is a he is a goddamn treasure. Uh, okay. <laughs> Todd's wearing this Momo mask, and he's never looked better. No, I'm not. He's never he's, looked better. No, I'm not. Go, go on with your story, Jeff. <laughs> go on with my story. Yeah, Robert. ignore the fact that he's... he's Ignore the distractions, right? He's finally a pretty man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I recommend going seeing it, and I recommend seeing it in the theater, because it is a theatrical presentation um you're gonna benefit more for it it is a family-friendly film so you can obviously take kids to see it so um (laughs) i hope it is yeah here's uh here's the meme jeffy Mm -hmm. uh marvels had the largest domestic opening november 2023 bigger than any thanksgiving 2023 release right higher domestic gross than other new films on 3000 plus screens including gran turismo shazam 2 blue beetle napoleon killers of the flower moon and the creator 85 percent rotten tomatoes audience score higher than the past mcu films quantum mania iron man 3 eternals thor captain america thor 2 iron man 2 right but it was a failure at the yeah, box yeah. office. There you go. But, um, let's, but let's not talk about the, yeah. how it's uh, 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 debuted in a declining market. It, 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 yeah, it's 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 all ridiculous. It's like when they're talking about the the sphere here in Las Vegas, Jesus, uh, losing, losing ninety million in its in its previous quarter because it was only operational for one day and it was U 2s debut and a lot of the tickets given away were free tickets because it was the debut and they invited a lot of influencers but that's a whole other story right uh, but anyway. <laughs> drink out of that you fool <laughs> hey, Barry's I, trying out I, his straw glasses yeah, don't worry uh, Jeff I don't think he is <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a lot oh wow you got some I got, I got most of it uh, yeah your glasses are <laughs> full of whiskey <laughs> I know that's what I was worried about what better way to sterilize them. exactly 
<laughs> yeah, and oh plus, I, God, yeah, that, that made sure you got all the anthrax down here. Yeah. Your <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Big China flavor. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, Barry in pink glasses, it works. Yeah. <laughs> pink glasses oh. that are a little oh. too small for his face. <laughs> yeah, he does have a big head. Oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> right, I totally lost my train of thought there. <laughs> anyway, go see Wish. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, whiskey on my ears. The other the other thing I wanted I to bring up. Whiskey on my ears. When don't you have whiskey on your ears? I don't know. It's a Wednesday. Wait, it's Monday. Fuck. Uh, Doctor Who has premiered now on Disney Plus. <laughs> it's yeah. actually quite fascinating. I had to restart it yesterday because it kept um, the whole series. No, 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 wow. no, no. I had to restart the special because for whatever reason oh. it was going into this jacked up frame rate. So, but um, once I got that corrected, uh, I got to watch. The second of the two of the three oh. two specials that have posted so far, um, they're premiering on Saturdays. Uh, so special one and special two featuring Doc, uh, David Tennant uh, as the fourteenth Doctor. He's not reprising the tenth Doctor, so that's that's that important that you know. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I really liked special one. Uh, special one just. I don't know, you know, knowing the history of the character and then those two characters together, him and uh, Donna Noble. Uh, Wait, their their journeys. The 14th Doctor yes. had the same companion as a 10th Doctor? What uh, the fuck? Suspect. Yes, very sus. But at any rate, well, that's, that's part of the... BBC is running out of ideas. Well, that's part of the mystery for the Doctor. He's like, why is this face come back? Why is, you know, you know, because I'm clearly older... Yeah, I'm clearly not that same nope. incarnation, but why is this face return? That's kind of been the uh, the That's subject fine. of the last two uh, specials, but that first special just really hits you in the feels in a lot of different areas. Um, the first special I found was juvenile. You did the, the monsters I, I don't were agree. juvenile. The writing was juvenile. I, th I think I'm, I don't agree. I, th I if I remember right, I think that one was based on a old comic. Doctor yep. Who comic, right? Yep, it's based on an old uh, Doctor Who comic called the Starbeast. So they recreated the art from that comic. Yes, uh, and and they pulled some story elements from it. Uh, so that's it's not required to understand that to watch that special, but it's kind of neat that they have those nods to that. Anyway, the second one I found was written a lot better. It felt more like the way. Doctor well, it's Who it's written. it's more of a horror style. Yeah, the I mean, second special. Doctor Who's supposed to make you, well, the kids jump behind the couch and hide their eyes because oh no, right. it's scary. Just a little bit. No, nah, not always. It, it's something smells like wet vinyl. <laughs> that would be my silly straws, maybe. <laughs> what is this cat? Anyway, if you are a Doctor Who fan. Definitely check out the the two specials. I believe the third one will be posted this Saturday, and uh, this coming Saturday, and then um, after that will be the Christmas special. So, at any rate, I'll be watching it. I just oh, my I ass with poop fell pleased. off. What? And then the last thing, <laughs> this is kind of an almost Andy story. I almost got to play 
uh, Jedi Survivor on my Xbox. Almost. Almost. You almost got to play it. Yeah, I, 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 I long for the days where you could just pop the disc in and play the game. Because uh, holy yes. shit, did it take over half an hour to get to the point where it was playable. Because as soon as I put the disc in, it starts doing that install thing. And it said something like, uh, game will be ready to, or, game will be playable in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I can wait 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, it pops this little notification up. It's like, this game requires an update. All right, fine. 35 minutes later, oh, I'm crap. still waiting for the game to install to the point where I can play it. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. I, so I had, and then I had to come over to the podcast. But it just irritates me that this is the point we've reached now. Oh, yeah. Where you can't. Put a game in and just play it. And, and you know what? I Even hate, the updates used to take a lot less time. I hate that I've gotten used to it. I, I hate that I know when I get a game that I need to put it in the system and go do something else for an yes. hour. Yes. Or, or if I don't play it that night, I do it before I go to bed. So that way it's yep. ready for me tomorrow. It's, teach, it's taught me a new form of patience. Yeah. However, it sucks. I just, I, I, I have not gotten used to it. I just am so irritated by this that I, won't, I can't. Oh, thanks for the pigeon. There, there. you go. It, that's the pigeon of irritation. <laughs> Aren't they all, though? Anything Look how cheaply this thing irritation. is put together. It's like it's already falling apart. Yeah, but you didn't have to wait for it. Um, <laughs> this is true. This is true. You didn't have but, to wait for this for this cat throwing up either. I, you know what? You. I bought two of those. I bought one of those cats throwing up <laughs> for my car. It's in my uh, driver's side window. I'm sure it is. It is. I'm 100 percent certain. <laughs> I fell in love with that, and I'm still in love. With and it. I just realized what this little squeezy uh, watermelon watermelon thing. It's got the face from the that commercial from the Quiznos. Commercial. The Quiznos commercials. But I don't remember what they were called. But that that horrifying, wonderful art. Yeah, there it is. Horrifying thing. Steve, what'd you do this week? Um, so apparently I. <coughs> Sorry, there's a walking pigeon of, of irritation. More, oh, more, more hopping. Um, I, I so, think that's becoming a mascot quickly. The walking so pigeon of, of irritation. I've taken over from Todd so far as uh, the reading list goes. Aha. Um, I've talked about it before. Uh, Anthony Horowitz, uh, he's most famous for writing the Alex Ryder. Um, series for kids about Alex Ryder's a boy spy kind of thing or a teenage spy um, but I got to know him because the Ian Fleming estate uh, invited him to write three James Bond movies two of which are based on Ian Fleming's notes and then from that I was like okay I like the way this guy writes and then found out he wrote a couple of uh, Sherlock Holmes related oh. uh, books and so I've been so I was looking for more Anthony Horowitz. And he's written now a series of four books that is called the Hawthorne and Horowitz Mysteries, in which he is actually a character in these books. He is actually himself uh, in these books and a detective that was a technical advisor on Foyle's War, a TV series in England that he wrote, um, has contacted him saying, I, I, need your, I need you to write a book about me. Um, I'm working on a case right now, blah, blah, blah. That, that's kind of the first book. And then they, he basically becomes Watson to Hawthorne's Holmes. Hawthorne is a made-up character. 
But what I love about these things is, first of all, he's a great writer, and his mysteries are, you know, nice and twisty and turny. <laughs> but I love the fact that he actually injects his own real life into these into these stories. So he, it talks about him on the set of Foil's War. It talks about uh, this latest one is very loosely based on he wrote a play called Mind Game that did not get very good reviews. So his fictional version of that is the the worst critic uh, has been killed, stabbed with a knife, and his own fingerprints are all over it. <laughs> oh, oh, right. So, so yeah. So it's called a twist of the, twist of a knife. It's the fourth book in the Hawthorne and Horowitz uh, mystery series, and I I like him. I I'm tempted to get at least the first Al, uh, Al, Alex Rider. What did I just say? Yeah. Anyway, um, book just to see if it, you know if that would scratch a niche. The second thing, and this, <laughs> um, so for those of you of our listeners who are also ice cream social listeners, uh, I first heard about this book when Harrison Greenbaum was on Ice Cream Social. Uh, for those of you who attended uh, Scoop Fest last year. Uh, Harrison Greenbaum was the comedy magician who famously had the random numbers game, giving random numbers, little music as he ran through the audience, getting ran, random numbers punched in on his uh, punched in on his phone. He's very funny. He killed at Scoop Fest, and that Scoop Fest, in a roundabout way, got him. He is now the headliner at Mad Apple at uh, New York, New York, uh, the only Cirque show that actually has first of all spoken lines in it and he's the headline comedian of it he spent covid basically turning some lecture notes that he used to give into a book called you are all terrible <laughs> volume nine <laughs> yeah well that is because he made it look like one of the tarbell um magic lesson books nice. of which there are eight very so nice he, he's written the ninth one <laughs> nice. Uh, in fact, uh, on the side it says uh, from the from the Tarabel course in act <laughs> and magic. And I was talking to Kay about this. One of the th one of the things we always talk about in acting is you get a lot more bang for your buck the more specific you are. Big teaches acting. Everyone drink. Yeah. Uh, specificity generates. Um, universality whereas if you just kind of go up there generally doing things as Nicholas Meyer says you basically just end up with oatmeal and nobody really kind of knows what you're or cafeteria food is the actual quote it's not offensive but it also has no taste it's just nabby pamby that's kind of what this book is about in specifically talking about both magic and comedy he talks about how to how any artist can approach have their what have their work approach art however you want to define art and he and i've never been really able to define it because art is almost automatically subjective but he actually comes up with the with a pretty decent criterion for what would make something art and i'm like that's really good so so like i say in being specific about this pertaining to magic and comedy you can apply it to anything sculpture painting acting writing anything and it's a hilariously funny book because he's a hilariously funny person and 
And apparently they took a long time to uh, come up with this. On the inside dust jacket is a reprint of a practical joke that he played on Chris Angel. Chris Angel opened a restaurant in Vegas called Bloop, BLP. <laughs> and um, and he, found he, out, he found out that, I forget what the actual website is for Bloop, but... Um, he found out that one that sounds more like bloop was available. So he bought it and printed up this fake menu. Oh, no. <laughs> and Chris Angel basically said a cease and desist or blah, blah, blah. And he was like, parody law? Come for me. <laughs> he did eventually take it down, but it was like, it was pretty funny. Because I want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this book is full of Chris Angel jokes, just right and left. But the and, world is full of Chris Angel jokes. <laughs> yeah. And Chris Angel jokes, tricks. Yeah. And I mean, and it's just, if you've, <laughs> and if you've ever seen Harrison Greenbaum perform, you know, he just, he's, his comedy just comes out of, you know. He works the audience. Yeah. Like he works prince. the audience. And, it, that Scoop Fest appearance was just balls. Yeah. So I heartily recommend it. It is pricey, but that's because they spent a lot of time on the production. It's fifty-five bucks. I, I can believe it with that, uh, but especially putting that men that menu on the inside. Yeah, that took a hefty coin to do. Pictures throughout. <laughs> yeah, uh, Venn diagrams. <laughs> I just saw a picture. Uh, he's talking about, I guess, uh, wands, and it's a Hitachi magic wand. Oh, and it's got it's these... a vibrator. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got these uh it's got these faux magic demonstration uh diagrams of a person and none of it makes a lick of sense. And he says, I just I just put those in there in case somebody was thumbing through it and they'd go, Oh, okay, this guy teaches me magic tricks. There's not a magic trick in this entire book. <laughs> but you gotta match the other books. It makes all the sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I heartily recommend it. Uh You are all terrible. Yes, You Are All Terrible by Harrison Greenbaum. And again, it, it, for those of our listeners who are also ICS listeners and who were at ScoopFest, you, you uh, already know what I'm talking about. And speaking of Doctor Who... Yes. I've been catching... Okay, so Doctor Who, to get every episode, is on three different services right now. Yeah. Classic Who is on Tubi. <clears throat> Uh, the uh, relaunch from Eccleston till the last season of uh, Jodie Whittaker is all on Max, and For now, now and now apparently, um, what's it, Donna Noble is a Disney princess. So <laughs> yeah, so so I've been catching up on the Pertwees. <laughs> nice. Oh yes. And boy, those people that said they thought uh, they thought Capaldi was a little snippy. Ugh, need to go back and watch those Pertwees because oh yeah yeah it, Capaldi <laughs> never bothered me because sometimes I like the cranky doctor because when you've got somebody that's lived as many lifetimes and he just keeps seeing the same shit over and over yeah. again he yeah, yeah. kind of gets frustrated especially with humanity because it's like why do you guys keep making the same mistakes but at the same time he still has hope for them yeah. and it's just like know, where doctor, do you balance why it why is the master still alive <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, but yeah, Pertwee is. I like it. Yeah, stay down. I've been I've been enjoying <laughs> one uh, of the more arrogant doctors. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Very. I fun. always like Tom Baker. Well, he's oh, yeah. coming up. I'm I'm I I could not get through the Hartnells or the Troutons. They're they're just way too the production. 
values on those are just way too cardboard. Most, For, of, most of those are lost, too. Yeah, I was going to say, well, most of Hartnell's are, yeah. Yeah, they've recovered quite a few, but yeah. And in fact, Oof. the uh, Pertwee oh, yeah. that uh, Steve was watching was... Yeah, um, I was watching going, this image looks weird. And it's because it's the... P-A-L Dante S-C? No. Really? Uh, I mean, it probably was originally, but no. it. Um, the color kept falling out of it. And uh, yeah, and I so I looked it up, and sure enough, they wiped the BBC is notorious for this, which is why yeah. the Hartnells and the Troutons are so rare. They would just they had no idea that there was going to be any reruns or anything, so they just would just wipe the old uh, wipe the old videotapes and reuse them. And yep. we lost some classic top of the pop stuff that way too. Yeah, yep. and uh, so yeah, so these aren't the original color uh, videotapes; these are the black and white tapes that. About 20 years ago, they found and digitally recolored and did their best. Did their best, but yeah. the color keeps falling out of it because I'm looking at it going, This is like when I use Photoshop to colorize black and white. Oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> Bad, though, not that really is a fascinating story because they found a lot of so to ship it international for the international, they transferred it to 16 millimeter film mm -hmm. and then they would send the films out, but yeah, they wouldn't always send the color print right. because some of these markets hadn't upgraded to color. So to save themselves money, they printed it on black and white 16 millimeter. Mm -hmm. So they've been able to recover over the last couple decades some of these old 16 millimeters, but they don't always get the color prints right. back. Right. And so they've been using the black and white ones when, when absolutely necessary. Yeah. And it wasn't, I have to say, it wasn't really obvious at first. It was only yeah. while I'd watched a couple, I was it's like... not bad. This is strange that it's his face just turned black and white. I mean, oh, at, now it's back in color. at least it's not like colorized kinetoscope or whatever yeah. video thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these are definitely from videotapes. Yeah. Um, so, it's cool. But, so, yeah. so, so, Steve, is this, you're watching this. Is this your attempt to watch all of Doctor Who? It's, yeah, I, I started doing a, a, a Who Watch. Uh, Is that what you call it? Who watch? I call uh, it a watch. Watch. Who watch? Um, watch. Over COVID. Who watch? And I, like I say, I I just couldn't get through the Hartnells and the Troutons. I was like, so now oh. you're doing a who over. So I started. So I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I started He's with. He's got jokes. They're I not started all with good. Uh, with the Pertwees and and moving forward from there. So Tom Baker's coming, but. <laughs> and that was the first Doctor Who I ever saw back in the 70s. Yeah. Well, for a lot of us, yeah. Well, that's okay, so. Steve. You only have 862 episodes to go. <laughs> and I think only, like, what, 830 are available? I want to like watch the uh, uh, with you, Steve, the uh, the, the really obnoxious uh, Doctor Who. Who's the one that... Uh, um, Is it the one with the celery? Uh, Peter David? No, Peter no, Davidson. No, 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 no. Excuse it's, me. It's the Peter David's author. It's uh, the one with all the question marks. Sebastian, uh, what's his name? Or oh, uh, Stan. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but I don't know. My 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 who? Yes, but actually no. That's my who expertise basically goes to Hartnell, Troughton, uh, John Pertwee, Tom Baker, Giant Gap. Uh, Christopher Eccleston. You're skipping right over <laughs> Peter Davidson, then. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not. I haven't. You're, you're, you just have the gap in the. Okay, uh, yeah. I gotcha. Oh, I gotcha. My, my, Paul McGann, my that shitty movie. Yeah. Which is, it's actually canon now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fifth Doctor, Peter Davidson. Uh, 
little dry. Mm-hmm. Um, sixth Doctor, Colin Baker. Eh. I think he might be the obnoxious one, or is it? He, he, yeah. he's or is the, one. the uh, or is it the Lord of the Rings guy? Oh, that's uh, that's the last of the. That's when the show got canceled. That's yeah. um, uh, I'm blanking out on his name. Yeah. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody's just the, like, oh, that one yeah. guy. All, all a ton of the our professor. listeners are all screaming at their phones right oh, now. Oh, I'm just blanking. I'm just screaming for us to move on. Yeah. Soupy sales. Exactly. <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley. Scoopy Sales was my, oh, yeah. my favorite. I'm the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten, what'd you do this week? Colin Baker. That was nice Thank of you. I bet he you. enjoyed that. Yeah. That was uh, that's the obnoxious who. Yeah, Colin Baker's the one I he said. He has the blonde fro. Um I uh, have uh, I realized because I was like, I gotta I gotta catch up on Rick and Morty. Uh uh, you know, season seven's out there somewhere in the ether. Yeah, you know? Adult Swim, but I don't have cable. Yeah, uh, I don't have either. So, um, but I was like, well, I'll rewatch season six, and so I can prep myself. And then I realized I haven't watched season six because I'm watching it, and I'm like, wow, I I didn't watch this. So I've been enjoying the hell out of watching some Rick and Morty, which has been cool. Um, Steve and I, we dropped. Um, one episode of Invincible. So we're oh. getting ready to start on the new round of Invincible. Um, let's see. What else did we want? Have you ever <laughs> read the comics for Invincible? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So there's two things so far, but you haven't had much to say about them. No. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't. Gotten, it's Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty, so I'm enjoying it. Of course I'm going to enjoy it. I'm, I'm very happy that... I'm very happy that there's a season out there that I hadn't even watched yet. So... You know, uh, that's exciting. That's weird because I thought you had started six. Did you start it and not go back to it? Maybe because, like, the first episode, I was like, I think I remember seeing this. And then, no. No, Hmm. uh, I watched further episodes and I'm like, okay, I definitely haven't seen this. Either that or, you know, I just need to no longer drink wine when I watch TV (laughs) because it seems to interfere with my, uh, my retention. So... Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> I'm so I'm enjoying that. And Invincible is cool. I'm waiting. Uh, uh, I did get a spoiler from the internet, which really disappointed me. Those jerks. Yeah. So I'm. I've read the entire comic series. It's all spoiled. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, what else? Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying Invincible. I'm enjoying Rick and Morty. I really enjoyed Godzilla minus one. Talk to me. I went and saw that. That is probably the finest Godzilla movie since the original Godzilla. Wow. Wow. It is the human story is the best human story they've come up with since. And I'm not even a big fan of human story, you know, type of uh, Godzilla stuff. It's like, just get to the monsters fighting. But this was great. This was just great compelling um i I can't i can't i I just i just can't say it i just i don't know what else to say um it was it was magnificent uh you know you bring a box of tissues you're gonna get a little misty eyed yep it's first godzilla movie i've ever gotten misty at yeah oh wow oh um yeah i and i posted this on facebook i think Godzilla's always worked best as a metaphor, as a just a force of nature. 
you decide what he represents as opposed to a superhero or a supervillain. Uh, Shin, Shin Godzilla worked the same thing. Um, Godzilla as natural disaster works better than trying to give him a anthropomorphic personality. Saving the kitties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they, and boy, uh, yeah, did they come up with a just a great one for this. Uh-huh. Uh, it is post-World War II, but pre the first Godzilla movie. Which was 54. Oh, okay. Yeah. Minus one. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, um, exactly. And, yeah, Godzilla represents just, again. All sorts of things. Yeah. You got that, the whole post-war uh, thing, the... The uh, the guilt, the angst, uh, the the coming to terms with uh, what the war actually meant and stuff like that, uh, just all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, where, where the war itself you know, almost destroyed Japan, right? And they they realize, uh, you know, well, it basically destroyed their entire culture. Yeah, yeah, like they were very lost and couldn't figure out yeah. where to go. So yeah, <laughs> and, and I, it I, actually is about that. Yeah, I, I I mean no no big spoilers. Um, the only the only weakness I found in the uh, movie was um, basically uh, Japan is being occupied by the U.S. So Godzilla shows up. They have to do some uh, a little a little plot sh- soft shoe to kind of. Uh, explain why Japan is dealing with this and not America, and it, it's it's just kind of a suspension of disbelief thing because it was sort of like, ah, this really doesn't work for me. But at the same time, it's like I understand why we have to do this, so uh, it's fine. Uh, but literally, literally, that's really all I got to say about that because yeah. it's just is just is is wonderful. <laughs> there is a portion of it that takes place on like an old wooden boat that they're using to to sweep mines out in the bay with and uh at a certain point they're dealing with with godzilla and they and they think they have the upper hand and there's this one shot of the boat driver up in the up in the capstan anyway looking back looking down and i'm like all all we need now is is for him to go the taxidermy man's gonna have a heart attack when he sees what I bring. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, that man. That was so jawsy. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was. It was just. It was just wonderful. It was. It yeah. was very jawsy. But he, that's the he other. Can't thing. stay down. Not with two destroyers yeah. on him. He can't stay down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You ever have one do this? Ever do? Uh, um, the cast is great. You know, it's a subtitled movie. Uh, but man, the cast is just is just wonderful. Um, I just I just can't I can't state it enough. This is this is absolute. And I loved Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Prior to this, Shin Godzilla was my best one since uh, the original came out. Uh, but this is just just wonderful. So I uh, I can't state it enough. It's it's great. Yeah. Is Godzilla a lizard? Godzilla is a Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because as a side note about lizards, I have to say, I now know how I'm going to solve all my arguments. Okay. Lizard tongue. Lizard tongue. The game. 
You, I didn't know really what this was. It was just like a weird Japanese mess. But no, it's good. There's a plastic lizard mask that you install one of those things that you... What do they call these? Uh, this, those party favors where you blow on it and they, they, they roll out. Usually they make a, a, a whistly sound, but not this one. Yeah, you recognize that. Yeah, and you set up these little paper targets numbered 1 through 10, and then there's 10 random cards. You flop one over, and you say, oh, there's 10. i got to knock down number 10. Hey, I knocked down number 10. <laughs> Victory is mine! Thoughtful gifts. <laughs> so this is how we're going to solve all our problems from now on. You, you know, Todd, it's, it's actually funny while Kirsten was talking, listening to him describe Godzilla and, you know, that's a creature typically associated with chaos, even though <laughs> it's exactly not necessarily chaotic. But watch also watching Vlarg spend that entire time playing with all the toys that came in that package that he claims to hate. What, what it, hate kept, it kept him endlessly occupied. I faced it them all toward you. And not even just Shin Godzilla in, in minus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. the whole show so the, far. In, yes, exactly. Yes. In fact, those crazy people out there that re-listen to this show multiple times, talking to you, Jeff Harris, listen to the background when you watch it again, and you will hear... Barry playing with toys for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just, it's like fascinating splitting my attention between <laughs> listening to Steve and Kirsten and then looking over and just seeing Barry play with all this crap he claims to hate. And going, hey, I'm making the most of it. Like this whole show. I'm just making the most of it. Speaking of making the most of it, let's get into some uh, Clockwork Torgo. Clockwork Torgo. Theme song for Clockwork Torgo? Uh, no. And there it is. That's no, it. not me, Ludwig van. That goes way too long. Not only that, but it's way too cool for this. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's also copyrighted. So, so every month, uh -huh. but, you know, we'll just do it. Yeah, why not? It's well, I think that one falls under parody law. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> so every month, the uh, Shock Monkeys on Kofi uh, choose a movie for me to watch. This is a movie because all of you just say that I've missed so many great movies I should have seen because you have. So it's up to you, I guess, to fill those emptiness fill, empty places inside of me fill your void and the choice of film that i had not seen this month was planes trains and automobiles damn about <sighs> damn time it just kills me that of all movies that's the one you have not seen yeah, so far <laughs> john hughes it's a Hughes film. Yeah, it's still part of the course i love john hughes films yes he's rarely missed a john hughes film caveat I love John Hughes films about teenagers. Mm. John Hughes films about about everything else. Well, yeah, you weren't a big fan oh. of Home Alone, so. Oh, oh now who's now who's uh, skating on thin ice over there? <laughs> How many of those have you had, Steve? <laughs> I'm a cheap date. What can I tell you? That's why we so, love him. My first experience with the great John Candy slash Steve Martin, the first movie about adults that John Hughes wrote. Okay. About a a ill-fated trip home to Chicago for Thanksgiving, right? 
The movie stars Steve Martin as Steve Martin and John Candy as John Candy. Yep. <laughs> as they go by plane, train, and automobile back home. I had an interesting journey with this movie because when it started, I wasn't digging it. It, it was not clicking for me. I, I was watching two, two very good comedic actors doing really good comedic characters of themselves, but I felt like I was watching an extended Saturday Night Live sketch with a bigger budget. For those who haven't actually seen the movie, to be clear, it, they're playing the, like themselves, but they're not playing themselves. You're right, yeah. you're right, but they're playing themselves. They're yeah, but, archetypes, not... Right. Yeah. And however, as the movie went on, mm -hmm. <laughs> and the redemption arc started to appear, and when the story came forward that John Candy was this lonely widower that has just been lost traveling for the last few years and just glomming on to any sort of human interaction he could get, then everything changed. Spoiler yeah, alert. Oh, yeah. Oh, you kidding me? Oh, yeah, sure. as, as Steve Martin starts to figure it out, the whole movie changes. And it's yeah. not its not even Steve Martin's figuring it out. It's John Candy revealing that to the audience. Yeah. Right? I mean, yes, the, that is a part of the redemption arc yeah. for that character, softening him up. But it was more looking back over this entire movie of John yeah. Candy's character going, wow, this is a underlying tragedy. And, and that really added a just enough complexity yeah. to the comedy that I was watching to that by the end of it, I was 100% on board. Yeah. And when I rewatch it again, and of course I will, it's obviously going to be a, a holiday tradition going it's a, forward because it's for everyone. It's, it's a great Thanksgiving movie, yeah. That I will enjoy it more the second time than the first. I can almost guarantee that knowing that watching that with those second set of eyes so blessings thanksgiving blessings on you kofi members and shock monkeys for filling this particular void in my holiday movie oeuvre good call gang good call yeah, yeah. i used to have a giant banner i got from the video store of that movie like a vinyl tarp wow. looking i don't know <laughs> i bet it would be worth no money now yeah. i am also, i'm also very sure that like the Goonies, that it's a movie of its time, best watched in its time. Oh, very much. In sure. its placement in human in history, because the infamous Steve Martin fuck scene that has this <laughs> yeah. the what, nineteen, I think, uses the word fuck in that scene. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, going to say the car rental scene. Sure. <laughs> At the time, must have been just fucking mind blowing oh, as it, far as yeah. that goes. Because now it's like. We're all jaded to that now. <laughs> I, I remember going to see that in the theater, and I'm like, I'm like trying to count, and I'm like, how many times did he just yeah. get to say this? That and also, and it's not rated R. Her, yeah, uh, eating uh, yeah, it, it's not is, rated R. I think it is rated is R. Rated? Yeah, I think it's rated R for that scene. It, it has to be. Yeah, uh, but she, um, she as that kind of character actor, when she responds, you're fucked that is a monumental moment as well because yeah. she does not she does not play those kind of characters and do that kind of stuff so her saying that line for 80s moviegoers was also just like ah! 
<laughs> it was cute, but I think the best moment of the film was when they were in the highway and he was falling asleep and Steve Martin wakes up and <laughs> yeah. between the two trucks. Oh my god! And the, the, the John Candy turns into the, the devil the, and the skeleton and, the, and, and they're all just like, ah, oh you're going god. the wrong way. And yeah. then John what? Candy starts laughing like the devil. That's, that's how I picture Torgo. <laughs> it is. It's true. And that in the line. We're okay now. We can laugh about it now. <laughs> so yes, I started off a little, little hitched, little just oh, oh, well, detached, I guess, from it. I'm glad that I'm glad that you were. I'm glad it came together for you. Yeah, me that too. That was that was that was. Uh, yeah, it does. The first act, it, it does start a little slow, and I'm wondering if that's a creative choice oh, sure. to kind of lull you into that. You know, oh great, another holiday film. Blah blah blah. You got your moment with Kevin Bacon, which actually kind of like gives you a little something there in the beginning. But otherwise, yeah, it's a rather prosaic. Kevin Bacon's in that? Oh yes. Yeah, Yeah. he's the one that he's running. He's he's racing to get to the cab. (sighs) Yeah. It's a good movie for Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, that's the first thing I thought when I saw it. Now, I, of course, after we do every one of these, I have to read up on it and oh. learn a little about, about oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, apparently, the first edit of this film was three hours long. <laughs> That's a little too long. And which Switch is over comedy. double the size of the comedy. The, there, the first official turn-in edit was two hours long. And, of course, it got severely edited down. And that's why when you see a bunch of trailers for this film, they are not in that movie because yeah. Yeah. they edited all those scenes out for they for the final yeah. cut yeah and the ending's different too right right and according to uh uh he was before he died that the two-hour cut is still somewhere in one of the vaults but he believes that the film has deteriorated so far at this point that it they won't be able to recover it back before he died so We'll probably never get to see that extended cut, which is sad. Don't the movie studios put those films in like that big old salt mine? Where uh, don't, not always. No. That's just where they yeah. you know, sometimes find them. That's yeah. where Getty Images stores their shit. But I don't know. I thought they did. Yeah, I mean it's, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to degrade. It just slows down the degradation. So, mm. and it also depends on the quality of work print because sometimes they just do a work print yeah, that is. Right like quick and dirty and on the lowest quality film stock that's because they're not ever planning on keeping it Mm. and sometimes it just gets lost like that magnificent thing when they were talking about restoring blade runner it was blade runner right and they discovered the pile of prints i think well, that's, a pallet in a warehouse, yeah. and 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 it was all slated to get destroyed, and it <laughs> just got lost in the shuffle and sat yeah. shrink wrapped on a pallet in the warehouse for like twenty years before wow. the guys going through discovered. I think it was Blade Runner. Uh, the the one of the really interesting things too about that is one of those edits. Uh, Martin's wife thinks he's having an affair. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and that's why when you watch it again, Torgo, watch her because um, the the undercurrent there, you begin to realize, oh, because she thinks every time he's like, 
I got fucked. I'm in Witcher. I got you. It's it's all covering up something. And that's also why when she is introduced to John Candy at the end, it's so like emotionally loaded. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because I remember when she finally sees it. Right, right. Well, that just hello, Mr. Griffith, and it it that she, just opens up. Yes. That just well. There's a puzzle piece that just got connected from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, his hand was between two pillows. <laughs> <laughs> Those weren't pillows. I that my god, so many one of the things that Hughes will do so well is however absurd things can get is he will touch things that are just so common and real. You know, and that whole between two pillows, and they're like, ah, and then it's like, uh, how about that Bears game? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's just that, and the uh, when they're drinking in the hotel room, and it's just they're just drinking the the little one shot bottles. Yep. Something you guys would probably expect me and Vernon to have done, you know, one hundred percent. Yeah, and and it it that that was just hilarious. And Todd, Todd there's a moment there when he's like. Whatever else, at least we got the wives, and then you got Dell's yes. work there. So it's it's yeah, the breadcrumbs throughout the film. Yeah. It's just like it's it's everything is there, and yeah. you just don't put it together. And the little literal breadcrumbs all over yeah. the sheets and yeah. the, and the shower, <laughs> the fucking shower thing. And then when he's like drawing his face, and it's with underwear. <laughs> God, everybody has one of those travel stories. I will admit that. On the first third of this film, my brain went to, oh, I'm watching the movie of when Kirsten met Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Think about that on your rewatch, listeners. (laughs) It's funny because someone else pointed out during our Thanksgivings with uh, the Labrados, uh, Jerry and Francine Labrado, uh, fans of Star Trek, and they were Great. sort of parents of the uh, found family of Trek for a lot of us holiday orphans. We started watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles as a holiday thing because that was something uh, Vernon and I loved that movie, and so we watched it every Thanksgiving together. And we're watching it at the Labrados, and at one point, uh, somebody turned to us and was like, you know, those two, I know what it is now. Those two remind me of you two. <laughs> and apparently Vernon, stone cold sober, was just like, well, who's who? And everybody just fucking lost it. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard to tell who's who in that relationship. It's very clear. Who's so who. it, it, and that's one of the things I love about that movie. It's funny because you can have you got these stupid, you know, these giga chad douche bros, right? Who will talk about masculine this and masculine that and, you know, all that crap. And then occasionally you get movies like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is a sincere, realistic, two guys bonding movie, which is one of the things I love about it. it it's just two guys getting to know each other and becoming friends and getting that depth of of friendship, you know, through their common experience. Reluctantly, too, yeah. for, for half <laughs> yeah. of the film. Because you can't forget, no, no matter what happens, at the end of that dinner, after the credits roll, I'm sure they kicked him out afterward. <laughs> because John Candy's character is an irredeemable fuckwit. Because he lit up right there at the table to have a cigarette after pie. Yeah. <laughs> Crumbs all around. Yeah. <laughs> 
Brit, you know, take his uh, shoes and socks off at the table. Oh, so the left that here walk is, from the L. It's Thanksgiving. Be nice to fuckwits at least until dessert. Yeah, <laughs> and you know that that final frame. Uh, I, I thought it was so. It, it it even now after Candy has now passed, that final frame when he does that that tight smile, but it's still a smile. And didn't didn't Uncle Buck end on that same face? Like John Candy's Uncle Buck. All, yeah, but Uncle I Buck was redeemable. I was going to say, I haven't watched <laughs> Uncle Buck in a yeah. long time. I'm pretty sure that movie ends on that exact same shot. Wow. I'm going to have to rewatch so, it. Minus the mustache. God, that, even the fucking mustache. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, literally, it, it, there are more annoying mustache. <laughs> just, you just see that? You're like, Get me a fucking razor. I want to take that thing off your fucking face. <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah. It, it one of, you know, hey, we were talking about G minus one. This is another perfect movie. I really like how you talk about it, Todd, because it totally, it suckered you in. You were ready to just dismiss it as a prosaic whatever, and it became something else entirely. Yeah. Yep. So, again, thank you, monkeys, and thus the nominations are back open, so... Next Clockwork Tour goes up to you, so nominate away, Kofi members. You know what channel to go on. And don't say Uncle Buck, because apparently he's seen that I, one. I've seen that one. <laughs> we put Goodfellas back on the this menu. Right. <laughs> the Great Outdoors is going to be the next one. They're like, well, he's seen Uncle Buck. Well, now it's Great Outdoors. Wait, I, I've seen one? Great Outdoors. you have one for December? No, not yet. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I just literally opened the nominations just now. <laughs> okay. So how are those going? Uh, so f so far, I've heard Goodfellas. Okay. <laughs> well, stay tuned, or, folks. Or the commitments. <laughs> I can, ah. yeah, I, I can guess that's coming. And go. and don't worry, Jake, it'll win eventually. I look forward to it. It's when Christmas. It does. Uh, love actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> then you can see how problematic Andrew Lincoln is. <laughs> <laughs> God. I Speak do not like that film. Uh, my surprised face. <laughs> Let's go to news you don't give a shit about. Ah, Boo. We really have time for that? Oh, I'm going to make time for it. <laughs> I better make room for it. The Marvels, that movie, uh, didn't do so well at the box office by some standards. Uh, some chalk it up to superhero fatigue. Uh, some say it's the studio's choice of quantity over quality. Some say the movies haven't completely rebounded from the setbacks from the pandemic. Some say it's due to the actors and writers strike affecting marketing. And while it may be a mix of everything, no one is saying it's because there aren't enough executives involved. At least no one besides Disney CEO Bob Iger. Oh, Bob. Disney's, direct, Disney's director told a financial journalist Andrew Ross Sorkin at the Deal Book Summit in New York that the Marvel's main issues were the quantity over quality issue that he previously said is being addressed and the lack of oversight it received while it was being made. Quote, quality needs attention. It doesn't happen by accident. Quantity, in our case, diluted quality, Iger said. He pointed to other reasons why Marvel's floundered in theaters. He said the project was shot during COVID pandemic and, quote, there wasn't as much supervision on the set where we have executives there really looking over what's being done, unquote. Because, as we all know, nothing improves a movie more than studio executives' interference. Oh, yeah, clearly. Because what that movie needs was not more people watching it. It was more cooks in yeah. the kitchen. 
Always a good idea. Look at Wonder Woman 84. You know what kills me about this? <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> and I don't think it's a coincidence. In fact, I'm, I'm very certain it's not a coincidence. Every talking point that Iger brought up is exactly what Nelson Peltz, who's doing the proxy fight with Disney right now, has wanted to hear from uh. Disney. Because those are all, quote, issues that they had that they felt that Disney wasn't addressing That's and why they're losing money, even though Disney is still continuing to generate a profit off of these things. You know, the Marvels did not lose money. It just no. didn't make the amount of money they wanted it to make. I don't think it's a bad film. I don't think it's a quantity over quality film. I think it is a quality film. But like I said, everything that Iger said in that interview is exactly what Peltz and Perlmutter have been blabbing on with that uh, investment group that has that 1% stake in Disney and that they've been trying to do this proxy battle for almost the entirety of this year. They started it in January, let it go after there were a certain number of layoffs, and then they brought it back up again, uh, I think it was early last month or late October. Now, so. I, I do think there is something to be said about letting franchises breathe a little bit. Sure. So, yeah. so that's that could be a contributor to part of it because I found myself that now that I have all this Marvel and Star Wars that I'm getting backed up watching it, mm -hmm. and that I mean I still haven't finished Andor yet, much less Ahsoka. Yeah. I, I haven't even gotten to uh, Secret Invasion, although you I'm, I'm, I'm getting the feeling from y'all that maybe that's not a bad thing. Uh, I watched up to She-Hulk, but I haven't seen some of the movies that led up to it. I'm missing three movies in that. I didn't see a Black Widow, didn't see, uh, and mm. as one of my favorite characters of all time, Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Madness, never saw that. You haven't seen that. that yet? No. Put that on the damn yeah, list. Yeah, really. I, uh, again. There you go, Kofi. If you go back to some episodes, I am watching all those Marvel movies okay. in order to get back to that. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a lot of it. On both of those, and on yep. top of everything else, and all the other horror things that I really yeah. enjoy watching, and I work a full-time job and edit a podcast every week, there's not a lot of time to do all this. Right. So that adulting alone is affecting this. Yeah. When I give you shit for not having watched things, it's not because of what you're doing now, because I understand you're very busy. I'm just giving you shit for your... Uh, choices lack of choices in your childhood misspent youth yeah. i'm not saying For i don't the last deserve 30 40 years I, yeah. <laughs> I spent way too much pl time playing dnd and not watching those movies oh whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey you can't hey take now. shit like that back come on hey now hey now easy easy let's not get crazy hey wow. now you know uh was it edgar wright recently had that that was like his thesis was that it's okay to let franchises breathe for a while so that people get excited for them again. And I think, in a way, we saw that with that with that uh, first Abrams Star Trek. It had been, you know, five or six years since Enterprise went off, and then, you know... Longer for movies. Yeah, even yeah. longer for movies. So we were just happy to get whatever we got. Yeah. There you go. That's the secret. <laughs> but Leave I actually, them wanting more. I actually like that first star trek movie yeah i mean it's got oh now i don't want you to read any of what i said as an argument for less i grew up in the 80s where we didn't get another oh. star wars movie yeah. until the friggin late 90s so 
I am so happy there is all this available to me. Yeah. And the fact that I haven't watched it all and is still a lot more being made. This, you've invited me to the buffet, finally. Keep the buffet rolling. I have no issue with that. Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, personally, uh, too much to watch is better than not enough. 100%. Yeah. Yep. The problem I think Marvel has recently is that it's not like Star Wars where everything I've seen so far has been enjoyable, has been quality, like the production values there. It's good. Um, with the exception of Amy Sedaris. Uh, whereas <laughs> Marvel's, you get, you, with Marvel, with Marvel, you get Secret Invasion. You know, you get this half-baked shit sometimes and it's like eh, it doesn't really fit into the story it's not pivotal I don't really care that much like Echo I don't know who Echo is I don't know if I care about that series I don't know if I I'm so what excited. so what I would say is you have to treat every one of these things almost like a standalone yeah so if you don't know anything about Echo fine nobody knew anything about you know Jessica Jones yeah until yeah. until uh, that show came on, Iron Man was a third-rate character yeah, in the Marvel is. Universe <laughs> until we got that first film. And yep. that, and, yeah, well, I thought you said Iron Fist. My brain reinterpreted ah. that. Oh, that was shit. <laughs> in fact, That's I why still you jumped on that. I still remember when that was announced. People were like, "Iron Man, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, our yeah. that's our first big MCU film. That's one of my favorite arguments to just fucking shoot down. Is when is it? Yeah, just go back and what do what made Iron Man good. I was like. You understand that the executives did not want Robert oh, Downey yeah. Jr. in that role and fought hard against it. The director made that happen. Yeah, yeah. John they Favreau had went. a half-baked script. That movie is mostly improvised yes. with a lot of shit on the cutting room floor. Yeah. That is not how to do a movie. Right. That is lightning in a bottle. Yep. Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. It's oh, funny boy. how some of those are like that, right? Because that instantly puts me back in the, you know, when Keaton was announced for Batman. Oh. You know? Oh. And, and I don't know if there was studio resistance or what, but boy, oh boy. The, there was the, fan the, resistance. The fan community just went absolutely Mr. Mom's going to play Batman. Was, oh, my God. That was the one that I kept seeing all the time. That was yeah. like the headline in all the newspapers. Well, you know, he had... He, he, uh, he had that one serious. Well, that came out money. after the announcement, and I, I specifically went and saw Clean and Sober uh-huh. to to say, okay, I only know Michael Keaton is funny guy. Right. Let's go see this. Well, okay, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and what, what <laughs> killed me was like even in the comedies, there's some really serious moments in there. There's sure, serious right. moments in Gung Ho. There's serious moments in Mr. Mom. There's. <laughs> Beetlejuice has There's dark evidence <laughs> of how he is a well-rounded actor. Yeah. So I didn't personally understand, you know, other than he that it is a character that was, yes. With a square jaw and muscles out the wazoo. Did people also rebel against the prince making the soundtrack? Yes, yes they did. Oh, yeah. Oh, As yeah. well oh, they the- should, because it was crap. <laughs> I disagree. I like I, that soundtrack. I, 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 I like the prince soundtrack. Hey, I came to like it, too. Yeah. At the same time, trust was a song I yeah. used in a Shakespeare play. Hey, I could probably like nobody can. <laughs> yeah. It cracked me up too because they were always highlighting the fact that Prince was working on this soundtrack, and it wasn't <laughs> until after the movie came out they say, "Oh, by the way, Danny Elfman did the score," <laughs> yeah. and they're like, "Who?" <laughs> I know the Prince soundtrack came out first, and I was like, "That's not what I want. That's not what I want." Right? 
When yeah. is the Elfman? Th- oh, thank you. And how they had yep. to market it differently. He's like, Elfman score. Yeah. Prince soundtrack. soundtrack. Yep. Oh, boy. Hmm. Hollywood. Yeah. News don't give a shit about. PlayStation has very quietly relayed word that, quote, as of 31st December 2023, due to our content licensing arrangements with content providers, you will no longer be able to watch any of your previously purchased Discovery contents, and the content will be removed from your video library, unquote, reads the alert from PlayStation. It's a few hundred seasons of shows and thousands of episodes. So again, reminder, buyer beware on all digital content. They can take it away from you even if you paid for it. Yep. Yeah, wow. Because you didn't really you read, buy it. If you read the fine print, you're licensing the digital. You're not owning Jack. So yep. e- even though physical media is dying according to some reports, oh, yeah. it's still the only way you can f- actually watch your movies for good. Hey, yep. over, over the uh, Black Friday slash Cyber Monday sales, I bought a lot of 4K Blu-rays. Because a lot of them were knocked down to ten bucks, mm-hmm. and some of them were buy two get one free. Even on that ten dollar deal, I spent a few hundred dollars on physical media. Yeah. I even went so far as to buy a four K blue play Blu Ray player because, unfortunately, the ones built into the PlayStation and the Xbox One X are garbage. Apparently, <laughs> for playing back, you don't get to take advantage of all of your TV's capabilities. So I'm like spent all this money because of shit like that. And it's ironic that that happens right after I, I bought all of that stuff. And I'm like, okay, now I don't feel as bad for spending all the money that I did. Yeah, I would have done that, but I'm, uh, I'm very rapidly being reminded. I'm actually poor. (laughs) (laughs) I I have this nest egg that I've been nursing to. Yeah. But if I want to keep that nest egg, I need to stop that. Because I'm poor. Yep. Well, enjoy some Evan Williams. <laughs> yeah. If you need any further evidence that I'm poor, Evan Williams, the I'm... official whiskey of the poor. <laughs> <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Sebastian Stan, actor from The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Pam and Tommy, is set to star in a new film titled The Apprentice, and he'll be playing a young Donald Trump. Oh, God, no. Joining in the movie are Jeremy Strong from Succession and Maria Bakalova from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The movie is described as being, quote, an exploration of power and ambition set in a world of corruption and deceit. The Apprentice will examine Trump's efforts to build his real estate business in New York in the 70s and 80s, also digging into his relationship with his infamous attorney, Roy Cohn. It's a mentor-protege story that charts the origins of an American Dynasty, unquote. Jesus Christ. Strong will take on the role of Roy Cohn. Bakalova uh, is uh, Trump's first wife, Ivana. The movie comes from director Ali Abasabi, who did uh, Holy Spider. The script for the film is written by Gabriel Sherman, whose bestseller, The Loudest Voice in the Room, inspired Showtime's miniseries, The Loudest Voice, starring Russell Crowe as Fox News founder Roger Ailes. So it's an interesting... Yeah, I, I, uh, are you okay there, Steve? You sounded... Uh, mm. I don't think this is going to be a Trump fluff piece. I, I don't dude. think either. I think it's going to be kind of a warts and all thing, knowing that Roger's Ale thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. You actually saw that? Uh, I didn't see it, but I know it's reputation. Okay. 
I was going to say, because uh, honestly, it sounds like I don't really want to see uh, anything about um, Trump unless it's directed by Adam McKay. <laughs> the, a, after I read that news story the first time, I'm like, oh, th- there's a lawsuit from Trump coming on this. Okay, good. Yeah, but that, I do want to no see Sebastian Stan dressed up as Trump. That's I want to see that very much. That is a fascinating casting. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, and even the, the Roy Cohn angle is just, I mean, I saw a what couple of different. What does Roy Cohn have to do with it? He Roy is Cohn. a mentor. I know who he is. He mentored Trump. Oh, I didn't know that. That oh, explains yeah. a few things. Yeah. Yep. That it that tames explains a lot of his psychological makeup. What was the name of the movie with where uh, James Woods played Roy Cohn? Uh, I think it was wasn't just, it. Cone? I think it was just Cohn. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think. And so. then of course See, there's, there's Angels in America. <sighs> <laughs> what, Steve? Well, okay, so it's a very fictionalized version of Roy Cohn, but fictionalized in itself in quotes. But one of the lines in that because Roy Cohn died of AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, except he didn't. He died of liver cancer because AIDS is for losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds very familiar. Citizen Cone. Yeah, Thank that's you. right. That's there right. So fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, a, he's 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 a, a villain of American history. He was yeah. he was uh, uh, a big shot behind the scenes for uh, McCarthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And also I mean, Reagan and he's a fascinating case story as far as how somebody can get so full of themselves and be extremely bigoted and extremely uh, hateful and be successful to a point. Yeah, and be a hypocrite. Yeah, exactly. And be a massive hypocrite. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things in Citizen Cone, because he's yeah. like on his deathbed. He's just like, well, that was my what... God, the things you people let me do. That was that speech, that speech was something else. Well, and another fascinating in the document that one of the two, well, actually both the documentaries that I watched on Cohen that talk about how uh, Trump was held him in such high regard until right at the end, and then completely ghosted him because of the the uh, the AIDS diagnosis and you know all the other stuff that came out about him towards the end, and he completely turned on him for the very reasons that Cohen was such a bigot. So it's really fascinating. Exactly. That's really what it came down to. And news you don't give a shit about. Paramount Pictures is developing yet another remake of the prison football comedy The Longest Yard. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why? The first film starred Burt Reynolds was released in 1974. It is a classic. The first remake came in 2005 with Adam Sandler starring. okay. It's not bad. Uh, This next remake is coming from Rodney Barnes, who was an executive producer and writer on HBO's Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Uh, The 1974 movie was directed by Robert Eldritch. Reynolds Mm -hmm. played Paul Crew, a former professional football player who finds himself in prison after a series of poor life choices in an effort to raise the morale of his fellow inmates and strike back at the abusive prison guards crew organizes a football game between the prisoners and the prison guards uh, the 2005 remake was directed by peter siegel and in this version sandler's plays paul crew a former nfl quarterback who after a string of legal troubles ends up in prison the story follows crew as he recruits recruited to coach and lead a team of inmates in a high stakes football game against the prison guards uh, this new remake will tell 
the same story, but be updated once again for the modern era. The movie comes from Gunpowder and Sky, whose CEO Van Toffler was an executive producer on the 2005 version. So if you needed more, Longest Yard, it just got longer. Well, football players ending up in jail... Not exactly beyond the realm of believability. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, in that regard, it, it's 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 actually kind of <laughs> evergreen. So I remember the, for God, my God, my family loved that movie. Yep. And he, they, they, they don't spare nothing. He, he's just this, an alcoholic asshole. I mean, the, the movie starts off with like him. Uh, tossing his girlfriend around and then um, uh, trashing her car and stuff like that's what gets him in prison but then the whole the whole process of uh, is there like a redemption arc for this guy? it it kind of and actually even getting the um, the respect of the sadistic uh, guards Um, Ed Lauder yeah, is the it, and you don't know the name, but you'd know the face if you saw it. He's a he's a character a, a, actor asshole from the seventies and going into the eighties. Classic guy, and he um, is the head of the guards. And then Eddie Albert yep. is the yeah. warden, and he <laughs> is a fucker. Eddie Albert, like. You remember Wilford Brimley in The Firm? Yes. This is Eddie Albert's turn at that. The guy that you're not used to seeing in these kind of roles, and he's a complete C-word. Yeah, you're never... You never get used to that. They they typically played characters that you really like, and then suddenly you're like... I can't help but hate this what person. Con- and yeah. does it so well. It's, yeah. I mean, you know, we got all the 70s tropes, folks. It's a southern prison. Yep. And uh, they're all work ganging and everything like that. And, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's a hell of a movie. And one of uh, Bernadette Peters' first uh, <laughs> on-screen roles. Oh, you wow. ever find any spiders in there? <laughs> yeah. So. I like your hair. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you ever find any dead spiders in there? Yeah. <laughs> Her bouffant. It it, it it's it is a classic, and uh, I, but at the same time, yeah, you know, sports, legal troubles. I don't know. Man, what are you gonna do with that? I, I just don't. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not even gonna go in. <laughs> I mean, it's true. The Adam Sandler version was a lot better than I than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I agree. Um, but still, it's like, you, you just can't beat that first one. You can't beat the Burt Reynolds version of it. It's <sighs> You know what I think would be interesting, remade, modernized? Stir crazy. Along those same kind of lines. Mm. Like, now, you've got to have somebody with that kind of amazing chemistry with Wilder and Pryor. That's uh, hard to... Yep. That's hard to match. Who yeah. the fuck has that right now? Exactly. exactly. Oh, yeah. God. If they did it right now, they'd probably put fucking Jack Black and Kevin Hart together or some no, shit. No, they'll probably Jumanji it, and I mean, you're partly right. They'll probably do The Rock and Kevin Hart. I was going to say Will Ferrell and... Um, um, I'd like to see Donald Blank Glover in that role. Oh, yeah, yeah. Donald Glover, okay. Yeah. Oh, Glover would work. Yeah, yeah. Who, who would play <laughs> Glover his Glover op- and Danny Pooty. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know what? I think yeah. you might have something no, there, no. Steve. Well, guys, it's the 21st century, so we gotta we gotta uh, gender uh, bend it. Gender bend it. So Kate oh. McKinnon oh. and uh, um, Donald. Oh, oh, and Leslie Leslie Jones. <laughs> Because that, that worked out so well for fucking Ghostbusters. Doesn't matter. And that script is, is built for them. It's, it's perfect for them. That yeah. would be hilarious. I was going to say, but Tina, still keep Tina it Fey and, and uh, Amy Poehler. Uh, <laughs> Poehler, yeah. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler oh, in prison? Yeah. <laughs> You've just ruined it. What? <laughs> One of those people. They are a pretty Tina amazing Faye tag team. Yeah. Amy Poehler in a women's prison? <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. You ready? Okay, we're going to ruin this fucking film. Oh, here we go. Jack Black. Nope. And Josh Gad. There you go. Oh. In a women's prison. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Oh, and And, oh, and, and Josh Gad, blackface. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. Do Tenacious D. No, but Just it's, make it a Tenacious it's, D film. Um, it's... Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Hold, Steve's giving on. birth to it's, an idea. This is what it sounds like. <laughs> Oh, I'm just pushing. I'm pushing. This I'm is pushing, how the I'm sausage pushing. is it's, made. It's, it's here's the elevator pitch. <laughs> oh shit! Orange is the new black, but it's bosom buddies. That's what I said. I I accept your <laughs> so <verdict>. so you're <laughs> so you're saying that two guys end up in women's prison? Yes, by accident. <laughs> but they yeah, have like no. female sounding names. <laughs> and, and and no no. They did it on purpose to disguise themselves as women because they thought it was going to be a, a softer uh, sentence. It's a friggin' great like, pitch. Are, are, are they trying to avoid the mob and they think that's, you know, where they sure, can get away with it? Sure, yeah. like it hot in there. Jeff, you're a genius, yeah? <laughs> wow. But, uh, okay, so it's... Oh, God. <laughs> Jack Black and Josh. No, no, no. I hate no let's get off that track. For me. <laughs> and, Barry, and, why and, is your whiskey bubbling all of a sudden? Uh, I'm scared. And, and in prison... I don't know. They, drink, find in out. women's prison, they meet... Aubrey Plaza, for sure. Oh, um, yeah. I could get on board with and that. And Paul Giamatti's the warden. Who who, God is is this even a trope anymore? Who's a, who's a quote unquote dumb? Why blonde, not Patton Oswalt as the word dumb blonde uh, actress these days? Uh, who's actually good? Who's actually funny? Uh, Jennifer Owen Lawrence. Wilson. Yeah, she could work. Owen Wilson. <laughs> awesome. There awesome. you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Owen Wilson. Who's doing the same thing? But he's got them fooled. Okay. Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's get the, let's get the word processor out. You know what, Steve? Your your two male leads now have to be Luke and Owen Wilson. Huh? <laughs> wow. First they were brothers, then they were sisters. They're crazy. Weekend gay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know that was going nowhere. I hope it was painting Blarg so much. He's I just hope like, well, <laughs> we have a lawsuit because you know Hollywood's going to make that movie. And, oh yeah. Uh, they got it here. What's they the date? here first. What's the date stamp on this episode? <laughs> I don't know. December something. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Monday, December 4th, 2023. There we go. There we go. There is your your date stamp. TM, folks. You're welcome, Library of Congress. <laughs> 9.35 p.m. James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the only movie with a budget exceeding $200 million to turn a profit so far in 2023. 
2023 has not been kind to major studio tentpoles, especially huh. superhero films and recent releases like Disney's animated feature Wish and really Scott's historical epic Napoleon have done little to show a reverse in the trend. With a huh. total of 13 films boasting budgets passing $200 million in 2023, the box office estimates for many of these productions weren't promising. While some films with budgets under $150 million, such as Barbie and Oppenheimer, have exceeded box office expectations, huh. the notable success of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 demonstrates that massive budgets are not necessarily a guarantee of failure. How, However, this affects the industry moving forward is unknown. Wait, are you saying those films did not turn a profit? I'm saying... Well, that's the studios said. are saying they didn't turn a <laughs> oh, profit. Oh, fuck that. No, yeah, yeah. no. If they either they yeah. did turn a profit or they didn't. Not that they did not Rule of expected. thumb is two and a half times the budget, you break even. That, so, well, so yeah, far, by, by their math, yes. yes. So according to them... That's been a rule of thumb for... Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume well, No, but I meant... I meant as far as like the creative accounting that they typically sure. use and still continue to use. And apparently there's a change in that model now that's made it even more profitable, but also makes it seem like they've made a lot less money. Oh, yeah. Off these films. Split up among various different. <laughs> why do you think it's why do you think it's a legendary picture in, in, in association yes. with Bob's movies in association with. Well, yeah, and they but, one, but, but, but one of those is always a shell company yeah. that assumes yeah. all the risks should the movie fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah and exactly. and also you have all of these big CEOs that are operating all of the major studios now mm -hmm. that have completely changed the way they approach mm -hmm. film production and accounting. Yep. So, yep, yep, yep makes a huge difference that's why you get the upfront points not the back end points. yep <laughs> see take that to the bank actors the hunger games franchise director francis lawrence has signed on to direct the upcoming film adaptation of stephen king's the long walk Ooh. he replaces andre odreval who has previously been developing the film for years but he left the project last year the Long Walk takes place in the future, quote, in which 100 teenage boys embark on an annual competition known as the Long Walk. The rules are simple. Maintain a speed above four miles per hour, receive three warnings in an hour, and you're shot dead. The last one walking gets whatever he wants for the rest of his life. Is this called Logan's Run? Under these grim circumstances, not even close. Uh, yeah. <laughs> under these there is grims, no renewal, Barry. Under these grim circumstances, the boys develop deep friendships despite knowing that each of their friends' survival rate is a threat to their own, unquote. Uh, Frank Darabont, uh, who did the Shawshank Redemption, The Mist, was also attached to the project yeah. at one point, but he lost the rights. Uh, James Vanderbilt from Zodiac wrote a script, and New Line Cinema ended up picking that up. So, Long Walk, one of my favorite King stories yep. of all time. Yep. And it's really in that description that captures why it's so good, because everybody there is a dead man walking, and you get to know many of them for better or worse. Yeah. Everyone but one. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's so good. And I love the little detail of they're not walking with walking shoes. They're walking with dress shoes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and the, the last one, the not fall under four miles per hour after three warnings. Yeah. Gets everything they want. Everything they want. Oh, it's if you haven't read it, find it. It's part of the Bachman book yeah. series. It's in the same story set as The Running Man, uh, which I guess Edgar Wright has decided that his upcoming 
Running Man film is based on the book. He's not going to do the what the movie did originally right, and right, just right, right. create this whole weird game show thing. Yeah, uh, it's like futuristic. See, that's that's the best way to re- if the original movie strayed too far from the source material that's when you do a remake yeah that was one of the few announced remakes that i was like okay i can get on board with this because of the way he's approaching it and it's edgar wright so yeah i never read the book on the running man so i did what the, what's the big difference between the movie and it the is a nationwide game show yeah, international where one guy is released i believe is from prison but he has to escape everybody because the entire world's playing yeah so he is trying to hide in the world yeah and if you find him you win how does he escape there's a time limit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's a basically a game of hide and seek. Yeah. yeah. High stakes. A, yeah. A uh, with everyone in the world looking for him. Yeah, but then you don't get Killian. You don't get Richard Dawson. I'm not saying that's a bad who film. Who loves you and who do you love? That is a fun film, and mostly because he's in it. Yes. Uh, however, very different. And, yeah. and very different. Unlike the the Lawnmower Man, a decent movie. Far straight away from the original thing. Mm-hmm. The Lawnmower Man is a bad movie. Far straight away from the original thing. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> I think that version of Running Man could be a fun uh, redo because just because of uh, takes on reality shows and everything. Sure. Um, I, I mean, Running Man the book is its own. It's a game show, um, and, and it's a reality game show. It's kind of prescient. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, uh, and the movie became its own kind of prescience as well. It did. You know? Yeah, it was, it was a satire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Through yeah. and through. Yeah, and I think, you know, a little less spandex and um, a little more CGI. And, uh, <laughs> but it, either way, so it's going to be interesting. You didn't like seeing Maria Ch- Conchita Alonso in spandex? I don't you, think that's the point less, he was making. You yeah, said yeah, less yeah. spandex, well, so I'm okay, asking so you. I mean, is it Maria just... Conchita Alonso in less spandex? Okay. I saw <laughs> Moscow on the Hudson. Uh, that was a lot less spandex. And you know what? Uh, to go back to Stir Crazy, the guy that played Grossberger in Stir Crazy, the big, large, imposing <laughs> one, was the guy that played the first operatic uh, yeah. gladiator in... With the, with the yeah. lightning... Dynamo. That wow. was his name. Wow, Barry Barry knows this. I love that he knows it. <laughs> I like that movie. It's a good it's movie. It's it a, is. so it much is. fun. Dynamo is. is the greatest. Oh, when when Jim Brown comes out of retirement. No, man. It's like, all Dynamo. Oh. <laughs> what Dynamo, happened to Buzzsaw? Right he had to split. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that was part of it too, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that was that was really the beginning of the, the one-liners from Arnie, the Arnie one-liners. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you got a little bit of that. In... What's What's hilarious is my memory of that movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger is almost completely wiped from it. Yeah, really. Like, everything I love about that movie is not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? Yeah. In fact, when you brought that up, I was like, oh yeah, he was in that. <laughs> it, it is kind of like that because this movie is so off the wall weird and makes such a strong commentary that it's almost beside the point I, that I, he's in it. I love Mick Fleetwood in the aging makeup though. It's yeah. just like it's like he, he kind of looks like he does now and it's for like 40 years later. Wow, and that's that's <laughs> actually something to say cuz usually yeah. they 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 miss yeah. it by a mile. Yeah, they miss it a lot. <laughs> 
If you haven't seen Running Man, check it out. So apparently, okay, so it is. Uh, and one of the Zappa kids is in that too. It is right? December fourth, twenty twenty three. Uh huh. Apparently, it? they had an earthquake in California, really, in Anaheim, really. And a friend posted, could have done without the earthquake in the middle of watching The Exorcist, The Believer. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> smell of vision. Yeah. You sure they just weren't in a D-Box theater? Oh, I, yeah. The fucks? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago, it was announced that Rob Reiner was going to be directing a sequel to the 1984 mockumentary comedy, This Is Spinal Tap. Reiner recently offered an update on the RHLSTP podcast with, that's what it's called, with Richard (laughs) Herring, and he said that the film will start shooting next year. Quote, Mm. we are making a sequel. We're going to start shooting in the end of February, and everybody is back. Unquote. Reiner also teased that Paul McCartney, Elton John, Garth Brooks, and, quote, a few other surprises would be making cameos in the film. Uh, the sequel will be, quote, in the style of Martin Scorsese's The Last Waltz, the legendary <laughs> concert documentary that followed the farewell tour of the Canadian-American rock group The Band, unquote. Yeah. Uh, the first film chronicled the lives of the fictional English heavy metal band members played by Michael McKeon as David St. Hubbins, Christopher Guest as Nigel Tufnell, and Harry Shearer as Derek Smalls. The movie, quote, shines a light on the self-contained universe of a metal band struggling to get back on the charts, including everything from its complicated history of ups and downs, gold albums, name changes, and undersold concert dates, along with a full host of requisite groupies, promoters, hangers-ons, historian sessions, release events, and those special behind-the-scenes moments that keep it all real, unquote. Wasn't it Mick Jagger that was convinced that somebody had written gotten into like his diary or something and <laughs> just stole all those things or yeah. one of the people the groupies that had gone on tour In gave him news, a full account Mick jagger keeps a diary <laughs> well you know you, you, you can't dust for vomit <laughs> actually uh you know it's funny um sorry <laughs> no no go ahead jeff go right ahead um <laughs> Um, if, if nobody out there has seen it, uh, the Lonely Island film pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping is in a lot of the same vein as This is Spinal Tap. It is a mockumentary style, and I feel like it is kind of a spiritual successor uh, based more on modern day and, and pop music. So if you have not checked that out, I highly recommend it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's not a lot of laugh out loud funny, but a lot of like just oh my god, this can't be real, and things like this do really happen in touring in the music biz. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. And what do you got for us? Write to us comments at geekshockpodcast.com. And until next time, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander Kaminsky. Blarg <laughs> with Professor Biggs. And Deb. And we'll talk to you next week <laughs> in Geek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she didn't get a whole bunch last week. <laughs> Andy took all of her goodies. <laughs> Speaking of goodies, did you see what 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 dropped under the Christmas tree? Little 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 trailer, little teaser trailer for Fallout. That was yeah. impressive. That's the goddamn Pridwin, and you can't tell me otherwise. We might see Elder Maxon. Ooh, wow! Ad Victorium, motherfucker! Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen the Fallout trailer, they're really doing it justice. So now, who is that in Civ Five? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Nebuchadnezzar! <laughs> <laughs>